Let's go, girl. Just tell me what I can and I'll show you things that you couldn't believe. It's women talking football as I attempt to put this. Woo! Let's just make it a big logo. Let's just make it a real big logo. (laughs) It's women talking football, WTF for short. Of course, not to be confused with WFT. My name is Mallory Hartley. I'm the associate producer here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live once again hosting my favorite show on planet Earth. And over there, turning the dials, making me sound good, making me look <laughs> nice. When did on we become camera. British? <laughs> it's the AP to my AP. It's AP! It's Ashley Pickle. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> whiplash. Absolute whiplash. Well, how many different countries did we travel through in that introduction? <laughs> We are uh, we're currently watching a show. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name the the title of this show, but there's a lot of like people from Great Britain on the show. There's and a so lot of British people. There's a lot of Australian Australian people. people. So I feel like this past week we have been talking in British accents, which would be pretty dang cool if we had. I would love to have a British accent. Maybe more, maybe, uh, maybe more, more Australian. like an Australian because I, we were yeah we were talking about that. I think an Australian accent would be really cool to have. Yeah, I think that's so. It it sounds more like an like a an American accent, I think, but still has that like British vibe to it. But it's not as like formal, you know. Yeah, I feel like that they're the accents. I think between the two of them are very similar. Yes. Um, it, at least to my ears, and there maybe we have Australians or British people watching, and they're like, absolutely not, you idiot. Um, which is completely fair. That being said, I feel like to my ears they sound fairly the same Mm -hmm. but i like the word there's a lot of things that in like traditional english language like instead of saying toilet you say the loo you know or instead Mm -hmm. of subway it's Mm -hmm. the tube i like all those words but i like the difference in like australian words like a little bit more like yeah mate i I love mate i like i like i think we should start calling each other mate mate um to pull back the curtains just a little bit, I don't know if you guys know this, but my uncle, my dad's um, brother-in-law, is from New Zealand. So yeah. when I first met him, <laughs> I couldn't understand a word that he was saying. I also didn't understand the lingo either. Yeah, like he would. Yeah, he definitely called me mate. There's a couple of other words too that they like. Um, they call a cooler like a chill oh, a- or a chill. Chill box, chill box, chill, chili yeah. box, or something like chili that. Chili box, I think that's what it is. I think it's is. chili box. So that's for a, that's a cooler, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it it is a box that is, is chili. It is a chili box that keeps. Yeah, so it's a it's a really cool accent. But yeah, I I couldn't understand him for longest time it i'll was, say well he, and he's been over here for a long time yes. but he's still like <laughs> well, i've met him a couple different times mm-hmm. and i'm like boy that accent hasn't gotten lost at all it is thick no. it's really thick well and it's also like when he goes back home for a little bit mm-hmm. like because the the flight over there it it's a good like 18 plus hour flight so they're gonna make it worth their while when they go over there. right so they stay for an extended period of time and when he comes back from that it's like 
it's like he's over here for the first time because it's really tough to understand Stand what he's him. saying. But anyways, <laughs> you get I think back that would into be, it. I think that'd be a really cool accent to have. Yeah, he's New Zealand, not Australian, but kind of the same thing. Don't tell him I said that because they have a heated rivalry over there. <laughs> He'd be very upset about that. He'd be very upset. We're an internet show. We are here every Thursday talking football around the Lone Star State. And this is episode 43 of Women Talking Football. Almost one year full of you guys listening to us talk about football Bless your and souls. other stuff. Bless your souls. On today's show, friends, we are continuing to look at the Texas high school football history books. And this week, we're going to look at uh, win leaders. Now, we have talked about consecutive win leaders before, but this week, we're going to look at win leaders, also programs that have um, played the most games. And then we're going to actually look at percentages, too. Um, And then in the back half of the show... We are going to tease a very special announcement that we're going to make here in the next week or so. We're not going to actually announce what we've been working on for the past couple of months, but we're going to tease it. Yeah, so we have an stick announcement for that. For an announcement. We have it. Correct. We have an announcement. For an announcement. <laughs> I like that. I like that. How was your fourth? It was good. It was really good. We spent um, it together, but I'm just, you know, I'm just yeah. going to get your take on it. For, for the people. How did you enjoy hanging out with <laughs> to, me? To pull back the curtains Kurt. a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we spent it together. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was great. We uh, we live together now. Correct. I don't know if we, people uh, know that. I'm not going to no. tell you where we live because y'all don't, y'all, y'all don't need weird. to know that. Yeah. Um, but we do. We have a house and we live in a house together. You and I. It has yes. been quite fun. Plus, plus uh, your cat. Yes. Ava. Ava. Uh, so it's a three-woman household. It is myself, <laughs> Mallory, and Ava Girl. Um, <laughs> it is a blast. <laughs> it is everything that you could imagine it yes. could be. It's basically yes. this 24 hours a day. So <laughs> welcome. Um, but we had a housewarming party. So that was fun, kind of 4th of July themed. I got out there on the grill, started tearing you it up. Are, uh, I just want to say, I didn't say this to you on uh, on Saturday, but I just want to let you know that you're a master griller. I try. You really are. I uh, My dad came up and said that, and oh, he's a grill master himself. So yeah. coming from the grill master himself, that's a big compliment. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll find me many times happier than I am when I'm outside grilling. Like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not up to, like, Shout out Chris Gilbert. Uh, he was he was smoking some meat this weekend. Yeah, that looks so good. Yeah, he's up in Denton, really America really now, and he was he was letting it rip on the smoker. So I'm definitely not up to to that level yet, but I can do some damage on the grill. Um, mm-hmm. So that was great. We did try to go watch a drone show, mm-hmm. and um, instead ended up in a torrential downpour. Mm-hmm. But we made the most of it. We did. So I would say it ended up being a pretty good night. Yeah, it was a. Uh and then on a, we didn't even do anything on the 4th. We were like, no. <laughs> uh, we are way too tired to do anything. So we laid on the couch for the entire day. So. Yeah. We, and we watched our show. <laughs> we hit a lot of the like quintessential 4th of July summer events. Yeah. We, I mean, we did grilling, hamburgers yeah. and hot dogs. We had pool time. Yeah, we, we I, pool. I played a lot of golf, um, which was fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, we tried to do 4th up, but, you know. It worked. It, it was fun. It, is. it was yeah. really it was really fun actually. We had a 5-day weekend and that was phenomenal. That right? 5 days? Yeah. 1 yeah. 2 3 5-day weekend. Yeah. That it was, was much needed. That was very very much needed after the season that we have had, yes. but it was <laughs> it was fantastic. Really really happy that we got to spend it together and we could to spend 
all of our time together now yeah. because we live together. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Which means that this show is just going to end up being more off the wall than it's ever been before. So <laughs> buckle up, buds. We we j- we literally spend all of our time together. Yes. Which is fantastic. It is. I love that. But I do too. <laughs> it's fantastic. Anyways. All right, Fickle. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Like we mentioned earlier, we're going to continue our series in looking into the Texas high school football record books. And like I said, we've already looked at teams that have had the longest win streaks and consecutive wins. So now we're going to switch it up just a little bit and we're going to look at programs that have the outright most wins in program history, as well as uh, teams that have played the most games. And then we're going to finish it off with the actual percentage number of wins to games played. So let's go ahead and start off with the most wins in program history. Shattering the record books, Highland Park sits atop the list at 875 uh, wins overall. That's all. That's a that's one hell of a number. I mean, and it's not surprising. I mean, Randy Allen racking up most of those numbers there, but that, I mean, that's just really stinking impressive. Yeah, Randy Allen's over wins. 400 of that. So, I mean, that that to me is what's impressive is not only is he, well, I guess he was at a couple other places, but I mean, a good chunk of them being Randy Allen is one thing, but if you want to talk about program success in, mm-hmm. in that form and fashion, is that that's been consistency I think the thing for me that is the most surprising is that they're ahead by what is that 55 yeah almost 60 insane because all the rest of them are pretty they're pretty close but yeah that's a that's a big margin to be to be be ahead because you've got to think about that too with there being a max of 15 games per year I mean this is multiple seasons ahead or a max of yeah 15 games per year 16 that's insane right right Mark coming up second on the list with 820 wins, which isn't surprising there either. Amarillo, the Golden Tornadoes, correct? Is mm-hmm. that their mascot? With 813 the wins Sandies. in program history. The Sandies. Okay, that's right. It looks like a little Golden Tornado. I think that Who's you the c- Golden Tornadoes? I think that you can go either way with it. I know it's can. the Amarillo Sandies, but I believe their mascot is the Golden... That sounds dumb. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Anyways, <laughs> moving right along. At fourth on the list is the uh, Temple Wildcats with almost breaking 800 wins. They sit at 799. They'll, of course, probably break that this coming year. Um, and that will likely, if it's a, if their first game is a home game, it'll likely be on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. You're right. Which is big time history right so, there. Yeah, yeah. Plano coming up next, 776 wins. Referio coming in sixth on the list with 775 wins. Longview, 769. Galveston Ball is the Golden Tornadoes. Ah, That's what it is. I knew it was Amarillo Sandies, but that is still a little tornado. (laughs) I think I had had Galveston Ball on my top 10 favorite mascots that we did like yeah two i'm years dumb ago. i should have realized that they they had the unbelievable defense this year that's right that's it's right. been a minute and then tied on the list with longview are the brownwood lions with 769 nice. wins at all that is just that's a lot of wins and you're talking about programs that have of course been around for a very long time this list is going to match up really really well with the teams that have played the most games just because these programs have been around for so long. But there's a pr- couple of programs coming up on this list that haven't been around for nearly as long. They've just been unbelievable, cons- unbelievably consistent 
through their tenure of mm-hmm. a program. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's funny, too, to look through this list and think about when some of these teams were having their huge heydays. You Break know, like, I mean, yeah. yeah, Plano was back when Tom Kimber was there in the 70s. Yep. I mean, just absolutely going. Longview has had their had their bits and spouts, and they've been really, really good for consistently for a long time. But then they really, really started to peak in the late teens right. of, of the 2000s. And Brownwood, you go all the way back to there, and you think about everything that Gordon Wood Mm -hmm. did and Highland Park's success has been obviously incredibly consistent but it hasn't stopped it's been insanely I mean anywhere from those 2013 to 2019 you know those were Mm -hmm. the heydays of them so it's funny to see all of the different you know time spans that this has stretched across yeah no doubt no doubt let's move on to most games played sitting atop the list is Mart with 1,221 games played. That's a lot of games. Mm-hmm. That is Look insane. at that record. I was just about to say. 820 and 358. Like, my good for a program. That's not a coach. Uh-huh. That's not a player. That's not any. That is a program. I wasn't going to include the records on this because I just think it's a lot of information. But I was like, man, these that are puts just it into so perspective. stinking. Pr- it does. It's so stinking impre- impressive, and it really does put it into perspective on how – consistent these programs are right because especially and I know we'll get to the percentages in a minute it's different seeing oh 50 percent rather than seeing like a staggering number like that 820 wins compared to the 358 losses Mm -hmm. like that's a lot that's a lot Plano coming up next at 1215 games played they will probably break that twenty. They will break that twenty number coming up soon. Um, but yeah, seven hundred and seventy-six wins, and only that's I guess ties, right? Fifty ties. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I mean, that's really, really that's a great number. And then coming on, coming up in third, we've got Temple with one thousand two hundred and thirteen, and they're about to. Well, they probably won't. Actually, they probably they probably will pass Plano this year. I'm sure if they make the playoffs, they will pass pass there Plano. Is a they, good, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. Amarillo coming up in fourth at 1,207 games played. Brownwood, fifth on the list with 1,203. Corsicana, 1,202. Sherman at 1,185. And then Tyler coming up last on the list with 1,183. And I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the segment, but this is just 11-man. We did not include six-man. Just man UIL 11-man. U- UIL 11-man. We just we did not include UIL six-man Or private schools. Or private schools, yes. Yeah, just, just UIL 11-man. Yes, yes. But um, really, really impressive, especially when you look at – so I, I looked up when the Tyler football program came into fruition fruition mm-hmm. and that was back in 1906 right so they played 1183 games mm-hmm. but then you look at a team like Brownwood and their program was established in 1953 goodness gracious so that's a big gap in years and when they're they've been established and Brownwood Brownwood surpassed that amount of games Pretty substantially. I mean, almost 20 looking at it. Is 20 looking 20 at it. 20 out of, what, 57 years? Yeah, yeah. That's Or 47 years? Yeah, right. 47 years. That's That that speaks, and this is this is another one of those things that's so funny to talk about, But and we'll get there with the percentages, obviously, but it's one thing to look at the number of games that Tyler has won. That's a staggering amount. That's fantastic, mm-hmm. winning 730. But when you hear that they've had 47 years longer to do it, and they're being surpassed by someone that 
wasn't even a program until after then. Right. I mean, that starts getting into, okay, when you're talking about the value of a program and what you're seeing in it, that's insane. Yeah, right, right. Now let's get into percentages. I think to me this is probably the most interesting category because Mm -hmm. it combines the two. It combines wins, obviously, in program history, and it also includes the amount of games that they've played. So sitting atop the list is West Orange Stark, and they have an 80%, I guess, they've won 80% of their games, I guess, and that's insane. That is really, really really insane, and I guess it would be saying something, you know, if they created their program, you know, if if the program started a couple years ago, but I mean, look at that, the record that they've got right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just over, what, 550 games that they've played, and they've won 440 of them? Right, right. 80%. That's insane. Coming in uh, with 78% is South Lake Carroll. Really not a surprise there. They've been mm-hmm. super, super consistent over the past couple of decades with 584 wins and only 157 losses. Which is, again, insane. like, as is... It's so hard because it's how much do you put more stock into? Do you put more stock into Western Stark winning so many more of their games? Mm-hmm. Like South Lake Carroll has played so many of their so many more games and still is only two percent behind them. Like the right. longevity of being able to win seventy seven percent of your games when you've played over six hundred, close to six fifty games. Right. Is is that more impressive than winning 79% of your 550 games, you know, right, right. all of them, all, that's, that's literally comparing, you know, one, a one B exactly. But it is, it is noteworthy to say that South Lake Carroll has so many more games Wins. than West Orange start. Yes. And yet their percentage obviously is still then still. deducted. So it almost, right. the longer you play, even if you keep winning, mm-hmm. it, it almost does you a little bit dirty sometimes. Right. Exactly. Austin Westlake coming up third on the list with a I'm gonna I'm I've been rounding these up yeah. with a 77 percent which again the same kind of thing there I mean they've got they have played quite a few more games than West Orange Stark has mm-hmm. but they still are a couple percents behind in third place right which this is a lot of the same conversation that we have when we put out our six year rankings right and the reason that we do it is you have have you have to have been a program for mm-hmm. six years because you think back to like in recent hit- history shadow creek in their first two seasons went on and played for state championships won state championships right and it's like okay so you he i think uh, brad butler had lost one game Mm-hmm. in in that span of time and one of them was the state championship and so it's like yeah their winning percentage as a program is like 99.9 percent right. but guess what they've only played you know what 31 games maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right right and then of course highland park at seven uh 75 percent odessa permian back in the heyday with 74 percent and they're all so stinking close too yeah. it's so they crazy really to look are. at this Euless Trinity, of course, also back in the heyday, 72%. Refurio, 71%, 72 almost. And then rounding it out with Houston Yates in eighth place at uh, almost 71%. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, look at how many, like, Highland Parks played. Obviously, they were on the list with the most wins. Um, But the amount of games Highland Parks played and the amount of games that Refurio have played, and they're still atop this list, I mean, that's – Man, that's just, it's super, super impressive. The I Highland mean, the Park one is the most staggering one. It is. It really is. I mean, 875 to wins and only 263 losses in program history. Two, that, yeah. 
my it's God. just insane. <laughs> I mean, it it truly is. Well, it's and then really, Highland Park really... wasn't even on the list of the most games played. I know, right? Which That's is That's what makes that staggering. Right, right. Exactly. 875 wins in program history to not even make the top one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight. Right. I mean, Lord have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about consistency there. But yeah, I, I think this one's probably just the most impressive. I think no matter how you look at it, I, it's really impressive. Mm. You know, it, I think it's it's very telling about, you know, the consistency of these programs. And it's kind of fun to look at because you can look at some of these programs and be like, oh, yeah, I remember back in the heyday, mm-hmm. you know, when Odessa Permian was the powerhouse or even U.S. Trinity. Or you look at some of the more recent mm-hmm. powerhouses like South Lake Carroll or Austin Westlake. Or you look at the ones like Highland Park that have just been consistent throughout their entire tenure as a program. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that goes a lot further than just... You know, and we talked about it in our six-year power rankings. You go through, okay, well, that gives you a sample size of not just one class being really good from mm-hmm. freshman to senior year. You've got that turnover rate there. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. There's There's been turnover. Like, now, yes, you take South Lake Carroll for an example. Is Todd Dodge was the coach of South Lake Carroll mm-hmm. when they were really in their heyday, when all the state championships came in. Now they've been been reintroduced to that with Riley Dodge. And so yeah. it's funny to see how most of these, it wasn't just the one tenure of now some of the programs, the, the guy like Randy Allen has been at Highland Park forever. forever. So there are the occasions like that where you can say, man, he's just one of the best coaches in mm-hmm. Texas high school football. But a lot of these, you could see the difference in turnover in coaches in administration. And that's when you start going, it's it's more than just the crop of kids at that point. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, like West Warren Shark, they've got a new coach this year. What are they going to do? How are they going to continue on this winning tradition that they've that they've established over the past couple of years? Yeah, and and uh, uh, Hiawatha Hickman has been uh, last year was his first year, mm-hmm. but he he was the defensive coordinator under Cornell Thompson for fifteen years. Right. So right. it's like that tradition, and most of the time, you want to talk about another thing is most of the time it seems like these programs that have had continued success always find a really good way of keeping hires going through internally. Right. They hire that, that you go from the Todd Dodge to the Riley mm-hmm. Dodge era. You go from, you know, this to, I mean, even, even Todd Dodge, when he went down to Westlake, it, it was his uh, wife's father who was right. the longtime head coach at Westlake, but you continue that on and Western Shark is doing the same thing. Cornell Thompson and Hiawatha Hickman are not related, right. but they've fallen under each other for so long. Right. I can't remember who what his name is, but the Euless Trinity head coach now was the is the son of the uh of he was back in their heyday when they were really, really mm-hmm. good. That's it. That was his dad. Nice. So they, they've kind of kept that in the family, family. as well. But yeah, it's really cool to look at those raw numbers like that and the percentages and stuff like that. But I really hope we continue to do this as much as we can for a while, because I really, really do learn a lot, even just doing this research of looking into all of these different Texas high school football record books. And I think it's super interesting. So we'll continue to do this over the next couple of weeks. Now um, we'll probably start getting more into regional previews like we did last year as we get closer to football season. But as of right now, I think we can continue this series because I I think it's kind of fun. So, all right, Pickle, before we tease, before we announce our announcement, (laughs) we we tease our announcement that we have (laughs) next week, I guess it is. (laughs) Let's hear. But it's worth it, I promise. (laughs) Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. 
VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. A quick correction just before we get into teasing our announcement we have for next week. Um, Brown was actually established way earlier than I originally said. So just quick correction on that before we get into this. So we talked about it earlier, but we have a big, big, big announcement coming up next week. We're actually going to be moving Women Talking Football to the TFT slot next Friday, the 14th at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been working on this for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give away too much, <laughs> but for the past five months, we've been really hard at work. On a project. On a very, very secretive project. Um, so, yeah, we are pumped up for this. We're really, really <laughs> pumped up. Stay tuned to our social media accounts. We're going to be pumping it up as well. Um, but, yes, we're not going to be here at a normal time slot. I will be at Big 12 Media Day, actually, next Thursday. So we're not going to have a show on Thursday. We're just going to have it on Friday at the yep. normal Women Talking Football or at um, the normal Texas Football Today slot. And another thing that's pretty cool, and uh, it worked out perfectly that we have a big announcement to do on Friday, because technically speaking, it's it's a day off. We started July 15th of last year, but that's Friday's true. episode next week will be the one-year anniversary of Women Talking Football. We Insane. did it last year on July 15th, which was, because of the calendar, a the Friday before coaching school. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to do a one-year party fiesta palooza extravaganza Mm -hmm. for women talking football and it just so happens that it's going to time up perfectly with a huge texas high school football announcement that we are really really excited for so yeah wherever you're watching us now next friday um at noon we want to pull a couple of our famous clips too over the over the past year of women there's a lot of them there's a lot of them that's going to be probably our biggest project next week aside (laughs) from the big announcement but (laughs) yeah i'm really excited to go through and and pull some of the the most famous clips that we've had. And then do you want to plug what year? y'all are doing at Big 12 or have y'all announced that yet? Are we waiting to announce that? No, we actually, uh, we talked about it on Republic of Football. Okay, yesterday. I was in a meeting yesterday, so I missed our Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you got, um, if for those of you that don't know how Big 12 media days work, um, it's spread across a two-day period because there's a bajillion teams now in the Big 12. Um, so next Wednesday... Um, that will be July 12th. We are actually going to be going live. Um, Republic of Football is going live at noon from Big 12 Media Days. Now, of course, we're not going to be doing video. Um, we're only going to be 
streaming audio um, because ESPN owns the rights to video for Big 12 Media Days. Darn you. I know. I'm, I'm sad because we could get a lot of cool video. We're still going to get a lot of cool video interviews. It just won't be live. Um, but, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a couple of our ROF Network podcasters come on in. That rules. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really excited for that. We've got a couple of other things. Have you met any of them planned. in person yet? I don't think so. I don't That's think I've awesome, met though. Yeah. We had Melissa on the show with we, the TCU one. We did have one. Melissa uh, Trebwasser, excuse me, from the TCU podcast that we have on Women Talking Football a couple of weeks ago, but I've actually never met any of them in person. So I'm really excited to do that. Most of them are going to be coming to Big 12 Media Day. Some of mm-hmm. them couldn't make it, but we're going to have all of the ones that are coming to Big 12 on ROF Live. That is so cool. Yeah, it'll be really, really fun. I'm super excited. We will um, be tuning in from and then. Yeah, and then on Thursday we're gonna go. We're just gonna get our normal video interviews like we did last year. Hopefully, we can get a really funny Texas Tech one like one. We did last year. That was super super fun. But so yeah, content is popping off next week. Content normal, is rolling next week. Normal stuff. Uh, we'll be we'll be doing TFT Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. We mm-hmm. are off Wednesday because of ROF doing live from Big Twelve mm-hmm. Media Days, and then Friday, Friday July fourteenth, huge 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 DCTF announcement right here on WTF Friday at noon. Yep. Super excited to share with you guys what we've been doing. It's been a blast planning it and working on it. And we're just super, super excited to to finally be able to share it with you guys and and live from Women Talking Football, which is just makes it feel even more special than that. Correct. Correct. All right, AP, I think that's going to do it for us. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, nowhere else. Maybe Spotify, I guess, if you listen to Spotify or wherever get you podcast again. We thank you guys Spotify. for tuning in. Sorry, I was week. reading an email. Because <laughs> you don't listen to me. No, I do. It was an important email. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Wherever you get your podcast, <laughs> thank you so much for subscribing to us. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Mallory Hartley. We will see you next Friday, July 14th at noon for the big announcement on Women Talking Football. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.